Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. Hi everyone. Today I want to talk to you about intuition in your nervous system. Now, the nervous system has been put on my radar screen. Oh, more so probably with horses in the last three years and partially that's been through Warwick Schiller and his epiphanies with horses and partially that's been put through just my own awareness of different ways that I wanted to work with my own nervous system and things that crossed my path regarding that. So I had a conversation with somebody today when I was dropping off a Bach flower remedy to somebody who lives in a hurricane zone. And she's like, you're just so zen. You must use these. And I was like, yeah, I do actually use these. I'm a walking poster child for my business. And so the more I can be in a state that is good advertising, the better off it is. I At least that's my impression of of my work and how it impacts my life. I have been known to use myself as the first experiment and try things out on myself so that I have a testimonial for things and be able to give people an understanding of the experience, whether it's good or whether it has some challenges and understanding that everybody's nervous system is calibrated differently kind of like strings on a guitar. Sometimes people are highly strung and some people are more loosely strung or an elastic band, I guess. That could be another circumstance. And sometimes people have health issues that they don't even realize affect their nervous system. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the ways our nervous system is impacted and how that can really mess with our intuition. And you wouldn't think that something physical like that could mess with your intuition. But I really had a reflection today and it struck me that it totally can. So let me get into it a little bit. First of all, I want to talk to you about the system that I learned about in more detail with following work in the last three years. He put podcast guest on my radar screen 
named Suki Baxter that I haven't been able to connect with yet, but maybe she'll hear this podcast and she, she may be interested in being a guest. And one of the things that I do is I refer people to follow her on YouTube because she has such an excellent, simplistic way of talking about the nervous system. Another person who's deeply entrenched, who has come in my world through the podcast, actually through possibly work. I can't really remember if it was a chicken or the egg, if I interviewed her first or if he interviewed her. But the lady named Sarah Schulte is another person who is very involved with the polyvagal theory and the vagus nerve. And what that vagus nerve does is it, it regulates us in a manner that either puts us in rest or digest or fight, flight, freeze, fawn, And that vagus nerve is connected to our eyes, our ears, our lungs, our heart, our digestive system, basically all the things that either help us rest or digest or help us sense in our environment whether or not we need to fight, flight, or freeze. Sometimes we can be stimulated to fawn based on our environment, I guess, so I will. That can be a case, so... It's just less obvious. So how can this impact your intuition? Well, to me, if your nervous system, the vagus nerve, has put you in a state of fight, flight, or freeze, or your environment has put you in a state of fight, flight, or freeze, then you aren't in the rest or digest, you're not in coherence, and you may or may not be grounded And you may or may not be connected to your intuition. I think for some people it heightens their intuition. I think that's when making those split-second decisions and having it save a person's life can be huge. And so I do think intuition can be a part of your world even when you're not in rest and digest. I would say that happens more when the environment actually is stimulating the fight, flight, or freeze, and not when your system is stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. So when the environment and the stimuli and the response all match, I think our intuition can totally be engaged. But what I'm sitting back and questioning is whether or not our intuition can be as engaged or as present when we're stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze mode and fawn mode. And for those of you who don't know what fawn is, fawn is when we're kind of in that people-pleasing state or we're in a place of um, neglecting our own needs for others. And and you can look up fawning. It, it may not be on your radar screen in terms of a nervous system response, but it's fascinating. So look it up because it totally is a response. So when people are stuck in a state of fight, flight, or freeze, and their environment is not necessarily stimulating them to be in that state, that's an incoherent state. That is a hyperadrenalized place. Or 
it is a place where we are numb or are doing numbing activities so that we don't feel the stimuli of the stuck in fight or flight place. So what I'm questioning is, are we able to fully access that place of intuition when you hear so many podcast guests and myself included find our intuition when we pause, when we stop, when we're quiet, when we're calm, when we are in a place of doing sometimes and also a place of being like everybody gets it at different times and it does kick in under stress when something's gone sideways or we're needing to um, react to something because there's been an accident or something along those lines. So I know that it kicks in when we're in fight or flight or freeze, but I'm questioning whether or not we have it as accessible when we're stuck in those places. And what I'm witnessing in my practice is that a lot of people are stuck in those places. And so I'm questioning whether or not people are actually able to access their intuition as easily and if it would be beneficial to share some tools on how to pull yourself out of those stuck sympathetic places to bring your body back into a parasympathetic place which is more like the pause to connect with your intuition so that's what's inspired this particular podcast. So in case my theory or my question is that we don't access our intuition when we're stuck in a sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze, or fawn place, and the stimuli around us is not engaging us to move into that sympathetic space, there are some easy, easy tools and Two I'm going to share straight from Suki Baxter's YouTube page. So please check her out. Uh, She's excellent at explaining these tools and she has other tools for sure. But one of them is to look straight ahead and keep your face in that position while you move your eyes to look 90 degrees to the left. And you stay looking 92 degrees to the left until you get a response in your body that shows there's a change. So you might swallow, you might blink, you might yawn, you might lower your shoulders, you might take a deep breath or a sigh. There's just some shift and that may take a minute or two or 15 seconds. Everybody's different, again, depending on that guitar string or elastic band and how wound up it is. And then when you get that response, move your eyes 90 degrees to the right. So if you were in a room, you would have your nose maybe facing to the north and you would look east until you get a response and you would look west until you get a response. But your face is staying facing north. So that's one tool. Another tool that Suki talks about is actually connecting with your skull in your ear, just above the hole where you listen, where your eardrum is. So there is a section of your ear before the flappy part of your ear that isn't attached to your skull exists. And your finger actually fits nicely in that little section of your ear our vagus nerve runs underneath there so it's the closest to your jaw on your ear 
<laughs> above the hole where you listen. And if you just simply move your finger in circles, moving the skin very gently, you will have those same responses eventually that I referred to with looking east and looking west. You'll swallow, your shoulders will go down, you may yawn, you may take a deep breath, you may blink. Those are things that you can do that are Suki Baxter oriented. Another podcast guest, Kelly Marie, has put a few other tools on my radar. One of which is putting your index finger and your middle finger behind your ear and your fourth finger and pinky finger on your face and having the palm of your hand come down your jawline and meet at the chin and simply hold your face like you would be holding a child's face and admiring it and telling them that they're beautiful. If you hold your face long enough, you will have those same responses. You'll swallow, you might yawn, you might take a long blink, you might notice that you take a deep breath, your shoulders come down, all those are moving into the parasympathetic system from the sympathetic system or moving into rest and digest where it is more pause-like as opposed to adrenaline. Another tool would be breath work and breath work. Some people love it, some people hate it, but a grounding exercise with breathing, so pretending to be a tree or the quote-unquote death pose in yoga. Those would be exercises as well to move you into the parasympathetic system. The child pose can move a person into parasympathetic system. Practices like qigong and tai chi are also excellent at moving your body into a place of parasympathetic they slow you down, they ground you, and they make you focus on something other than the busyness that may be putting you or keeping you in a state of sympathetic. Another option to move you from the sympathetic system into the parasympathetic system is doing something creative. So following your bliss that way or or connecting with what you love to do as a kid or always wanted to do as a kid those can be things like painting crayons doodling singing engaging in nature getting out and walking laying on the earth all of these things that we used to do as a kid and now as an adult may seem like we're going to get ridiculed do it anyways. I'm telling you, creativity is a gateway to the parasympathetic system and to your intuition. That has come up in our podcast. So just practicing things where you can pull yourself out of a numbing place or out of um, a stressed, busy head place by being creative. So connecting with that aspect is really, really good. Another aspect that I guess has made me question this is looking at things over the last couple of years, three years, four years, six years, ten years, and how the pace of life has gotten much faster. 
Our need for instant gratification has grown. Our ability to focus on a book or be content in nature seems to have dwindled. And I think the opposite of those things keeps our uh, sympathetic system charged up. So I've been wondering whether or not um, it's by design or if we are getting in a place of needing to recalibrate that in some way. And the last thing I want to bring up is how our physical body can be keeping us in a state of stress. I had a chat with somebody at the barn I volunteer at and uh, we were discussing how a horse responds so anxiously to their environment and they're hyper vigilant and hyper aware of their environment and this horse has had a lot of digestive issues they they were riddled with worms as a young horse they were dewormed three or four times in a short period of time to get rid of those worms they had challenges, I guess, not from necessarily the training or the environment per se, but because of the place that they left before they came, it was sudden move. It was a move out of a broken home. The horse had lived with its mother and brother straight up, and then all of a sudden it was pulled out of that and I started saying to the person I was speaking to how much it's correlated, how strong a person's digestive tract is can correlate to how calm they are or able to handle stress. Because I, I see it regularly in my practice how if people struggle with IBS or they have Crohn's or they have colitis. It isn't always the case, I guess, but it happens a lot that somebody's digestive tract is a little bit weaker and they run more on the anxious side. And so I'll put that on your radar screen. And if that is the case, there are things that can support your nervous system for you to look into. It could be a multi-strain probiotic that you know is from a good source. It could be a lot of prebiotics in your diet. It could also be nutrients that actually repair the gut lining. And there's a bunch of those that can be multitasking and supportive to the digestive tract. So all those things together, I hope can give you something to play with and trust your own intuition whether or not you want to try out some of those tools. Trust your own intuition or start noticing yourself if the gas pedal is on in your vagus nerve and your sympathetic system isn't letting the parasympathetic come on. And there's so many resources out there for you to research for yourself what those two systems actually support in your body and what kind of symptoms are created when the sympathetic system is on overdrive. So I'm hoping this helps you get more in touch with your intuition and let me know. Send me a speak pipe on my website or send me an email whether or not you think there's connection between an out-of-balance 
vagus nerve or an out of balance sympathetic system and our ability to access our intuition. Thanks so much, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day and do what you can to support your nervous system. There's a lot going on on the earth. I hope that you are all well and enjoying this journey. I am grateful to have you along for the ride with this podcast. And please share if you think this can be helpful to anybody. All right, until next time. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.